0: That's joinMIDI.com.
1: Ready to become a master of the minutia surrounding Cougar athletics? Well, you've come to the right place. This is Cougar Sports with Ben Credle right here on ESPN 960.
2: Welcome back, Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Credle broadcasting live from our Larry H. Miller, Chevrolet in Provo location, 2125 North University Parkway. That's 2125 North University Parkway, just two blocks west of Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Curtis Green, the GM here, just gave us a, a pretty sweet deal. Buy three tires, get one free right now at LHM Chevy Chrysler Jeep Dodge and Ram. So either the Chevy or Chrysler Jeep Dodge and Ram location, uh, stop in, get your, uh, get your new tire. Uh, you could get an all-season. You can get a, a, a winter snow tire, whatever you need, but buy three, get one free. It's the Criddle Special, the three-for-one special here at LHM, Chevy, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. I got Koo Connect's very own Jake Brandon by my side. We got Gavin Lee on the social. And, of course, my man Bryce Larson behind the glass. You heard the Utah Tech fight song bringing us back from the break. The Trailblazers rolling into town. They're coming off uh, 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 their third consecutive win, 43 points per game. Paul Peterson and his QB1 right now are rolling. Yep. I think, dude, I think it's going to be a fun game. I think
3: points will be scored all around. And, yeah. Paul Peterson knows his stuff, man. He's a, he's really good at what he does. I'm excited to go watch them. You know, I, I like I like when we pass the ball, man. I like high-scoring offense. That's
2: just me. As do I. I love seeing it, too. BYU versus Utah Tech uh, at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It is time to get to know the foe. Going to be brought to you by Ruby's Inn. Rubyzin.com. Go to Ruby's forward slash 960 and get 20% off your stay at Bryce Canyon National Park, the wonder of the West. I always say hike, bike, razor. Horseback ride through the hoodoos of Bryce Canyon—you will not be disappointed. Uh, Bryce Canyon will make uh, memories for you and your family members, you and your friends. Uh, I gosh darn guarantee it. Check it out today, Bryce Canyon National Park, and make sure you're staying at Ruby's Inn, Ruby'sInn.com. All right, we got the voice of the Utah Tech Trailblazers. We got Zippy on the line. Rod Zendel is here to give us a breakdown of the team. What's up, Rod? How
1: you doing, guys? Good to be on with you. And uh, that's the uh, Trailblazer fight song, by the way. I did not know that.
2: Yeah, you, you better get to know it. That is the fight song. We we we. Yeah. Whenever we're getting to know the foe, we always play the fight song. I don't know the lyrics to the fight song. I was actually looking that up. Do you know the lyrics to the Utah Tech Trailblazers fight song yet?
1: No, I, that's the first time I've ever heard the fight song. So, <laughs> so, so that tells you, you know. So apparently our band doesn't play that, or at least I can't hear it up in the press box. So yeah, <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I, I guess i to have to get on that. All right.
2: Yeah, hey, we need you to be a better representative. I know you're. Is this this is the first year, right? You, you took over uh, the play-by-play announcing for Utah Tech football and men's basketball. This was announced August first, two thousand twenty-two. So you're still learning too. You're getting up to speed. Yeah, I'm about three months into it, but having uh, <laughs>
1: a great time down in uh, St. George, uh, and I'm so excited. I don't have to shovel snow this winter. That's uh, one of the best things about this move.
2: Well, you know, you've always been known to be a bit of a braggart with whether it's your golf game or or being in the warm weather on your vacation. So uh, I'm jealous if that's what you were going for. I am jealous.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's bragging; it's just rubbing it in. That's uh, more like
2: it. So, <laughs> either anyway,
1: way. Uh, you know, gr- uh, great weather, and I tell you what, this football team—they're getting it. They're they're coming around. They struggled. Uh, in the first half of the season, first six or seven games. And when I say struggled, uh, they were in one possession game at Weber. uh, They were in one possession game pretty much the entire way in the second half uh, of of every game, but just couldn't get over the hump. And Coach Peterson was saying, you know what, we just got to get over that hump, and then it's just going to gush, and we're going to be there. Well, they went to Stephen F. Austin, who was ranked 19th in the country in the FCS ranks, and... They were on a five-game losing streak, I believe, and they beat Stephen F. Austin on a goal-line stand on the one-yard line. They beat him by three on the final play of the game. And ever since then, man, this team uh, is, like you said, it, they're on a roll. And you mentioned that Paul Peterson, the head coach, and the quarterback one on a roll. Well, so is the running back, so is the receiver, and so is the defense, and also so is the uh, the field goal unit, 55-yard field goal. And I know the Cougars have had some trouble with that uh, this year, but um, it sure makes play calling a little bit easier when you know that you can take a chance and still um, have your guy uh, connect on a 50-yard field goal. But I tell you what, these last three weeks, the three-game winning streak, how how are these for numbers? I know that you probably don't want me to keep talking, but how are these for numbers? (laughs) The quarterback, big the okay? Transferred from Washington State, to Utah Tech this year. He started the second half of Washington State's bowl game last year. Okay? So he came in. He was the starter at Sacramento State, which is ranked number two in the country in FCS right now. But And he threw three interceptions in the first half. Okay? He was benched. The other quarterback came in, threw for 370 yards in three quarters and a couple of touchdowns, and he was tops in the nation, both FBS and FCS, the first couple of games, the backup. But then he got hurt, so Gabalos came in. Through the first three games, the quarterback, Victor Gabalos, had completed seven passes <laughs> and thrown six interceptions. Wow, Whoa. Guys, that's the worst possible start you can get. But then he got, uh, the, the, the guy that replaced him got injured, Boone Abbott, the Richard uh, yep. transfer from Hawaii that played at American Fork. He came in, and, and on his first start, his first drive, about the seventh play in, He got a shoulder injury Is done for the year. So they had to bring Gabales back in, struggled the first game, but then had a full week of reps the next game. The last three games, guys, he's thrown for over 1,100 yards, 12 touchdowns, only one interception, and 64% completions. How's that for a three-game span for a quarterback after throwing seven completions and six interceptions in three games?
2: How much are we attributing this to Paul Peterson, his staff? Like, give me, give me some uh, – I always talk about the pie chart of accountability. Give me the pie chart of credibility here. How do we feed?
1: Okay. All right, I'll tell you. The, the offensive coordinator is Craig Stutzman. He was the offensive coordinator the last two years at Washington State, right? So they're yep. bringing in the, the uh, shred and shred offense. So he brought Gabalas with him. And he also – here's another key. He also brought Joey Hobart with him, the receiver. You remember Billy Joe Hobart, the quarterback? That's his kid, okay? He came from Washington State as well. He leads the FCS in passing or uh, uh, yards receiving for the season, total yards, yards per game receiving, and touchdowns receptions uh, for the season. All three of those are number one in the FCS in the country. That's number one. Number two. Victor was kind of he's got a strong arm, but he's kind of like a robot. You know how those quarterbacks are? Yeah. Kind of a robotic a little bit. So they kind of went up to the little rhythm, rhythm offense. Not a speed-up offense. Not Robert and I type offense. They snap every 20 seconds. But a rhythm. No huddle. They get in, call a play, and go. And get this. Vic Gabales, the quarterback, is so intelligent that he – processes what just happened in the play before, and he doesn't get ready for the next play. Is that incredible that you're too intelligent for your own good? So that's what he was doing, but now they've gone into a rhythm offense, no huddle, kind of a speed up a little bit, and he sees the entire field. That first game he said, Coach, I'm seeing everything, because he's not thinking and processing what happened in the last play. So it's kind of a, a mental thing, but the guy's been off. He's not trying to force it as much now. BYU defense—that's a whole different animal than the, some of the best FCS defenses that they face. But that's that's the reason. Got into more rhythm. Not thinking about what just happened. Thinking about what's next. And that's been the big key. And then of course, Joey Holbert—he'll uh, catch everything. Joey Holbert's going to be uh, close to Fuka Nakua as the best receiver on the field tomorrow. Okay, and wow. you will see why. With some of the plays. No, I'm serious. He's 5'11, all right? But what he does, his route running, uh, nobody can guard him on the end patterns. Nobody. Okay? And he'll take a hit. So I'm not saying that he is better than Puka. I'm not saying he's as good as Puka, but he's in the same breath, is what I'm saying. So okay. and Puka was so, in Washington, and Joey Hobart was at Washington State. And then, the week before, you had another receiver, Ricky Johnson, who's probably the most physical receiver. He had 277 yards and three touchdowns in the game against Southern Utah.
2: Wow. So, Zippy, you're a head coach, and you have the opportunity to, to sign either Joey Holbert or Puka Nakua. Who do you sign?
1: joey Hobart. oh yeah yes why i'll tell you why he hasn't missed hey he hasn't missed a play because of injury
2: oh you're gonna go that route huh oh low-hanging fruit <laughs> well, nice to see you yeah, zippy hey,
1: hey. Pook, pook is the best receiver on the field but if he's not on the field He's not a good receiver, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Next thing you're going to tell me is your best uh, best ability is your availability. Okay, cliche.
1: (laughs) No, I didn't say that. You said that. But, no, that's why I would go with Joey, because he's more durable. Okay? Puka has been injured this year and last year. Okay? Mm -hmm. And so Joey Holbert, that's the only reason I'd go with Joey. And, you know... You know, if I was on, if if, if I was, uh, you know, calling the game for BYU, then I'd say Luca Nakua, of course. <laughs> uh, hey, so, okay, so there, there, Oh,
3: go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I just got a question for you. So I just want to kind of flip this because I really do believe that Paul Peterson's got an amazing staff. On oh, I'm excited to see him throw the ball. That's you know sounds fun for me as a fan to go and watch this. But on the other side of the ball, in the defense, that you have like an old-fashioned, you know, Ty Detmer era shootout where there's basically no defense played on the field at all and everybody's racking up points and yards?
1: Uh, yes and no. But before we get to that, okay, you talk about his gonna, how he's going to throw the ball over, all over the field. All right. They've also got a thousand-yard rusher, okay, and Quamley Conley. And he's been an angry runner. They benched him like four games ago, just but, but he came in like the second or third play, and that lit a fire under him. And he's been carrying three or four defenders uh, on his back for an extra five or six yards every single play, and I'm not I'm not uh, exaggerating when I say that. Now BYU, of course, is a different animal, bigger, stronger, faster. He may carry one Cougar an extra two yards, but he's not going to go down to the first hit. Okay, so if you've got a thousand-yard receiver, a thousand-yard rusher. All right. That, that, that's pretty dynamic. And the, with the way BYU's defense kind of spreads it out to the wide, to the to the boundaries, don't be surprised if he gets a few chunk yards in the middle against this BYU defense. All right. Now, defensively for Utah Tech, they have a tendency to give up a few big plays, especially early on and midway through the season. They've kind of curtailed that a little bit the last three or four games, but They have a tendency to give up some big plays, and I'm talking 30, 40-yard balls in the air, right? Not something that catches and runs for 30, 40 yards, but 30, 40 yards hit behind the the DPs, right? So Mm -hmm. if they – and once they do that, if they catch up, they are a very good red zone defense, okay? They bend with some big plays, but they have forced more field goals – even when the opposing offense starts at the 30-yard line, they give up more field goals than touchdowns. That's how this defense is. Once you get inside the 20-yard line, it's been tough sledding against this defense. And why is that? We have four defensive ends, guys, that could play at any of the schools in Utah. Okay? Now, they may not be starters and stars, but they yeah. have got a chance to play at anything, Okay? They're, they're heavy defenders, if that makes sense. They don't get knocked around. Now, tomorrow, I guess BYU, bigger, stronger, faster, they may get pushed around a little bit more, but they've gone up against, like, Northern Iowa and Stephen F. Austin, okay? Their smallest guy on the offensive line was 6'4", 317 pounds. They manhandled those guys, okay? So, the defensive ends, they got four of them that they can rotate. The linebacking corps, Malaki Malaki from America Samoa, senior. Mm-hmm. He'll probably be an all-conference. All then you've got Will Leota, yeah. who played his high school ball at uh, Salem Hills. He's going to be an all-conference yep. linebacker. Uh, he's averaged 12 tackles per game the last three games. Okay? And Malaki's averaged about eight and a half, nine tackles per game. So those guys, and then you've got Jared Fotu, the freshman from Lone Peak High School, that can oh, come in, and, and, and uh, yeah, and he is like a freight train, guys, and he doesn't get a lot of playing time because of the linebackers. So that's their linebacker core and their defensive ends, okay? And uh, so they're pretty solid, in the, and they don't get pushed around a lot. They haven't been pushed around in the last month, so uh, they are starting. They have started uh, two freshman cornerbacks, though, okay? But they have really matured the last. Month of the season, and then you've got Tyrell Gray- Grayson, one of the leading. He, last year, in the entire country in FCS, he led the country in solo tackles. Okay. Yeah. Then you got Darius Nash, who had a 95-yard pick six last week and Zwaak Player of the Week. So, you know they've got they've got some players. Of course, BYU has better athletes all across the board, but some of the positions here at Utah Tech are very dynamic, and you'll see that tomorrow. You'll see that. Um, especially on the offensive side with, uh, Joey Hobart. You're going to be impressed with Hobart, man. Um, one of the, I believe it was either a former UDB or, or Cougar DB that uh, had played in the NFL. He saw some highlights of, of uh, Hobart and he said, hey, that's a smaller version of Cooper Cup. Okay? So, and he played against Cooper Cup. So that kind of tells you what kind of guy he is.
2: Yeah, I like that. That's a good breakdown, fantastic breakdown. Yeah. One last thing for you, Zippy, because we got to go to break. And appreciate you hopping on. Um, some of the Utah Tech players have stated that BYU is as good as Sacramento State. Utah Tech lost by 23 points to Sacramento State. Uh, they're the number two ranked team, FCS, uh, FCS team in the country. Could BYU beat Sacramento State this year?
1: Um, uh I don't know. Sacramento State's good, man. I mean, they they have a two uh, they have two quarterbacks and I talked about uh, the defense about uh, Jaron Hall. Says he the best quarterback you're gonna face? And he paused and this was a senior uh, player, a leader on the team, he said, Well, ask me more specific. I said, Is he the best passer? He goes, yes. Is he the best quarterback? No. He's, I said, he's the fastest, right? No. Sacramento State quarterback was the better athlete, but not the better thrower. So, and Sacramento State had a speedy running back. Um, so, I don't know if I can answer that. I mean, if they played ten times, I bet BYU would probably win six. How's that for an answer?
2: It's a bold, take. bold take. take Bull Bold take. take. take bold take. Well, we're going to quote you on that, and you'll receive all manner of hate mail and DMs <laughs> from BYU fans because of it, and I'll be laughing on on my side over here. Zippy, we'll see you at the stadium tomorrow. <laughs> Travel safe, brother. Love it. appreciate you. Thanks so much for hopping on all for right. uh, the opportunity to get to know the foe through your eyes and voice. All
1: right, guys, I think you're going to be impressed, and I think that BYU is going to have to score 30, 35
2: points to win this thing. Yes. Well, well, we'll see what happens. I'm excited to see uh, what this uh, this Utah Tech team will do in Provo. Thanks so much, Zippy. Hi,
1: right, guys. Love you. Thanks.
2: Love you, too, man. We appreciate it. We're going to go to break. Let's get to know uh, this BYU basketball team a little bit better through the voice of Cody Feger. yes, assistant coach for the BYU men's basketball team, getting us prepped and ready uh, for uh, their next game. Don't go anywhere. BYU basketball talk with Cody Feeger. This is Cougar Sports on ESPN 960
1: talks with players and coaches from the BYU men's hoops team and breaks down what you need to know as Mark Pope and the Cougars chase greatness. It's time to get relentless with BYU basketball right now on Cougar Sports.
2: Welcome back, Cougar Sports, ESPN nine sixty. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Criddle, broadcasting live from Larry H. Miller Chevrolet here in Provo, twenty one twenty five North University Parkway. Stop by, say hello. Three tires, buy three tires, get one free. Three tires, get one free, whether it's a snow tire or all uh, all season tire. Let's talk some some BYU basketball. I was very impressed. Uh, I've been more impressed. I've been surprised, pleasantly surprised about this BYU basketball team. I was telling Jake Brandon of Cougar Connect that um, I really liked what i saw in the first three games i didn't know i didn't have i don't have any i didn't have any expectations for this boe men's basketball team heading into the season i'm much more optimistic i want to talk about this boe basketball team with uh one of the assistant coaches you see him on the sidelines uh barking at his team getting guys uh in the proper alignment and proper sets let's welcome in cody figure to the show what's up cody
4: ben how you doing my man i appreciate you having me on
2: Dude, um, it's, I got to get
4: some new tires. You guys were just talking about that. So you guys are, you got three for one. That deal? Bro, that hey,
2: I got you. We'll, we'll get you a better deal than that. <laughs> for you, I'll get you a better I gotta deal. I got some bro. new tires.
4: My wife is all, all on me about tires it's, it's this hey. morning, actually. so...
2: Hey, you, you send me the details, uh, and uh, you know you know I'll be there for you. you. You know I'll be there for you. So you send me the deets. I got you some new tires uh we got the connecting we got the we got the hookup brother all right i'll, t- I'll, I'll all tell i'll right, tell you what. what was the question no i didn't even ask a question <laughs> i i just i was just asking how you're doing uh how are things going like i'll start off with a statement right you heard it in the intro I really didn't have any expectations this year, Cody. I'll be honest. I was like, you know, if we have a great team, we have a great team. If we don't, we don't. Um, And expectations determine subjective happiness. You know how that goes. We have an ardent and uh, very loyal fan base, but also, uh, you know, they're going to criticize. They're going to point out what they think is wrong. And you'd rather have an ardent fan base than an apathetic fan base, it pertains to that. But through – Three games, Idaho State. I was like, I don't know how good Idaho State is, so I'm not going to have a knee jerk reaction to game one. Uh, San Diego State, we shot the bell ext- ball extremely well. I liked their defense. I liked our rebounding. Uh, unfortunately, it just didn't didn't work out. Uh, you know, maybe late in the game, you can point to certain things. Uh, the Missouri State game, uh, also, even though it came down to the wire and there were some things we struggled with, like I, I I come away from these three games and I'm cautiously optimistic, and I like I like this team, Cody. Well, how are you feeling about this team through three games? Yeah.
4: Uh, same as you, right? Like, you know, we, we played uh, not as well as we wanted to against Idaho State, you know, or def- defensively, actually, for the most, most of that game, we were actually really good. Just offensively, we couldn't really feel a flow and get into a flow and just making the simple plays for each other. Uh, the San Diego State game, you know, uh, I thought we shared the ball for the most part. And that guy's open looks, and we rebounded really well and we defended really well just kind of like the last two minutes, just kind of just some, some issues there. Um, you know, and, and even if we, you know, we dunk it and make a couple of free throws, we're still up by one there at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I was, we were, you know, we still want to win every single game, but, but, um, you know, that, that was that game and Then Missouri state. Um, we, you know, we watched that film and we we're like, man, we can just get so much better. And that, that's kind of where we are. We're, we're just optimistic and excited because we got this group that wants to come in and practice and get better. And like we just went through all the different things that we could have gotten better at during uh, Missouri State and, you know, getting ready for this Nichols game. But, but we got a young, hungry group that uh, loves to practice right now. And, and we're working on getting better and getting to know each other better and, and seeing, you know, Dallin Hall's playing tons of minutes, right? And, and still getting to know himself and his game. And that's what we have a lot of these guys doing.
2: Yeah, uh, I think that's a really good breakdown, and I appreciate you doing that. I mean, I've been—I I, I went back and I watched some uh, the, that that Idaho State University Utah game. And Idaho State was giving the University of Utah the business. Uh, I, Utah yeah. uh, just lost a, a pay game to Steve, Stephen F. Austin, but Stephen F. Austin is a really good squad this year, yeah. and so we're, we're we're starting to see. You know, with common opponents and other things, just how good this BYU basketball team is, it's still early, and they're still meshing. We watched San Diego State take on Stanford, beat them by 12, and Stanford we know is a good squad. Uh, We we know that they are uh, a talented group, and so um, I like what I'm seeing this far. And and you mentioned getting to know everybody. And you hear yep. the media members after games like, hey these guys look good this second group look good. Um, competition is one of my favorite things Cody, you know me I, yep. I love competition I like first group going with the second group. I like second group getting after that first group and, and I also start yep. to project hey you know who can work with who and how can we develop chemistry? where are you guys at in that preliminary kind of even the first few weeks of processing your talent and your personnel?
4: Yeah, uh, I mean, just like you said, we're still figuring out who kind of plays well together. Um, so we might be tinkering with lineups here pretty soon. Um, but yeah, we're, we're like Rudy's, Rudy's in a whole new system. Jackson Robinson, that, all these guys in a whole new system, and they weren't here all summer, you know, for most of the summer, getting to know kind of what we do. So we just got a ton of new guys that are just getting used to each other, and we're still figuring out how they feel. I mean, Foos was, out for most of the summer like he, yeah. he he started really practicing in October right so a lot of these guys are just getting used to playing with each other a little bit and yeah we're, we're just still getting that feel it just takes a little time and, and uh, our goal is just to keep on getting better like what, what we've always done and that that's been our goal and you guys have been hungry and willing to practice and go hard every single day so that's been that's been great so far
2: Cody Fieger on the line, Cougar Sports, ESPN 960, getting to know this BYU men's basketball team as they they prepare for nickels. Uh, another solid challenge uh, before, um, you know, you, you, you go to the Bahamas. You excited to head over to the Bahamas? I know yep. it's a business trip, but still, uh, I, I yep. do feel like being a student athlete uh, and even a coach, um, there, there's always time to, to have some educational experiences and extracurriculars as well when you go to these places.
4: Yeah, I don't even know what we're doing in the Bahamas yet. But, um, <laughs> um, I, the only thing I know is we got three games in three days, and i you know, we're already trying to get ready for USC, and then and yep. it's the Butler, Tennessee after that, and just kind of, I mean, you, with us, it's it's maybe we'll get some time on a boat. I have no idea, honestly, what what we what we have going. I haven't looked up where we're staying gonna, or anything. I'm gonna have so to got, request an I've interview with Bobby no Hordeisky. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got, I've got no idea. I know what the film <laughs> room is going to look like in the meeting room, yeah.
2: um,
4: and I know what uh, uh, that's, that's going to be like. It, it's just that is what it is, right? It's three yeah. games, three days, and yep. there's just no time to really do anything. You can't celebrate. You can't feel bad about anything. You just got to just gotta work on to the next opponent and kind of go from there. Um, but a little bit about this Nickel State team, you know, um, they're a really good team. Um, they've got. That's the thing, Ben. You know, like like you're you're staying with you know like Sam Houston State and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. Idaho State. Is that a lot of these teams right now have a bunch of seniors and super seniors on these teams, and they're not the young teams. They got a bunch of high major transfers now because this transfer portal is just changing the complete landscape of college basketball. Like um, like the. Uh, uh, Nickel State, they've got, you know, seven seniors that play and three of them are super seniors and then they got two juniors. That's their whole roster so that some guys that, you know, kind of know the program and know the coach and um, it's just a different ball game nowadays. It, it's harder to kind of keep guys in the system because if they're not playing or they're not getting the right stuff, they're just going to transfer right away. So this college basketball, it's just, you know, like you saw TCU uh, should have lost. One game, but they ended up losing to another team that they had no business losing to. It's just, it's college basketball right now, man. It's different.
2: It is different. It's a different ball game, and you know that's why you kind of just put your head down and 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 get to work and uh, continue to improve. Um, you know, we've noticed a, a few shakeups even in uh, you know in certain offensive sets, and I we've seen a ton of tempo this year. Um, can you kind of take us back to? Uh, that strategy and that vision that you and Mark had in the offseason and why maybe you guys have gone the way uh, of tempo and fast-paced offense and, and, and kind of running and gunning, 3 and D in. Tell us a little bit about that vision.
4: Yeah, so, you know, you know, Coach over the summer is just like, man, I just I just want to play faster. I want to get these guys out and running. Um, and, you know, just because the easiest baskets you can get is in transition, right? Um, so we're just trying to call less plays, less of everything, and we just want these guys to go play. And that's that's been like kind of a little bit of our turnover stuff, right, because we're kind of letting them play a little bit more. Um, they're still spending a ton of time in the film room and working on it, but, but it takes time to kind of, like you said, build that chemistry, but we are playing fast. Yep. We are playing really fast. You know, our goal is to beat – You know, on rebounds and things like that, beat it down, uh, beat it, beat half court, get to half court before three seconds. Uh, That's kind of our goal. We took really good teams and what they do, like Kentucky and Gonzaga, they're uh, uh, ahead of half court in over three seconds. So that's that's kind of our goal there. And on turnovers, it's at like less than two. Um, So we're trying to play faster that way and um, and then just trying to make easy plays for each other in transition just over and over again because that's the highest points per possession and hopefully get more more possessions. And defensively, we're just trying to play a little bit more up the line with with teams and, and getting a little bit more ball pressure, a little bit more uh, deflection. And I'm sure you heard Coach Pope talk a little bit about dim numbers, right? That's really important to this team.
3: Hey, Coach, uh, Jake Brandon here from Coot Connect. I, I want to ask you a quick question going back to the San Diego State game. It seemed like you guys had a really good rotations in to answer what they were trying to do, and that maybe towards the end of the second half or so we got in foul trouble and that kind of made it so we couldn't get the rotations that we we wanted. Is that accurate, or do you feel like that maybe didn't play as big of a role as maybe some of us thought?
4: Um, you know, maybe maybe a little bit, right? But not 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 as much as you know we 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 took to consider like you know just coaches. We just would have helped it. We wish we would have put our guys in a little bit better situations. Uh, down the stretch, there. Um, I mean, it was just just a couple breakdowns that that we were doing actually pretty well for most of the game, like uh, protect the middle and an offensive rebound and and a three there at the end. It was just three three kind of mishaps there for us at the end. Um, that if we would have made one or two of those down the stretch, we we would have won that game. So. Um, you know, we 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 take it all on on ourselves as as a coach coaches that we we wish we'd have just done a better job communicating exactly what we want in those possessions and and you know fight through if there's fatigue or whatever down the line here.
2: You know, I was listening to Mark in the post game, and I love hearing from him because I, I you know very transparent. He kind of speaks from the heart, but he was talking about how you know how how we're going to push through and we're going to continue to force tempo despite turnovers, which. You know, yeah. knowing what I know about Mark, and you correct me if I'm wrong. Like, yeah, I may not know him as well as I think I do, but like, I, I think he likes to be able to control, and he's like, and allowing these guys, even though it was his vision to just run and make mistakes, and that's hard for him because he's like, he's probably whispering in, in your ear, saying, "Hey, call a set play," and maybe you guys yeah. are going back and forth there. It takes a lot of willpower and, and to know the, to know yourself. And to kind of be disciplined enough to say, you know what? No, this is my vision and we're sticking to it. I'm not gonna to try to control them and set set them up for a particular play for a particular player. We gotta to continue to go with this vision. Can you speak to that? And am I wrong in that assessment?
4: No, 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 no. Like yeah, that's that's pretty like, you know, year one we were pretty, you know, not, not as we kinda of let the guys play it play a little bit. Year two and three were just a little bit more you know, we, we wanted these guys to play, but we, we called a lot of plays because we wanted to get Alex, you know, obviously as many touches as we could. Yep. Um, but this year we're just like, you know what, let's just put it all on the, out on the line and let let these guys, uh, let them go, right? Yep. And like you said, we got to push through these turnovers. we got to push through this and that and just keep on teaching them and coaching them and just letting them, letting them get more confident. And at the end of the day, you know, how we should be at the end of the year is even harder to guard. Right, because yeah. now guys know exactly what to do and how to play, and 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 it's hard to scout teams that are just playing so free and and together, you know, and that's kind of how, how we're trying to build it.
2: Love it, Cody Fieger here on ESPN 960. Um, every coaching staff has terminology and keywords and kind of mantras and mottos behind what they do and how they do it. We've heard uh, a few of the acronyms this year, um, and then a couple of the word keywords. Since we're immature men, we were discussing thrust and what thrust is. Could you break down what what it is so that we can, so we understand because, you know, my feeble, you know, very uh, you know very juvenile mind is like, alright, I gotta know what this thrust is. I need it in my life. <laughs>
4: Trust is that that like just initial push and transition gotcha. like just like we are trying to go score pass ahead rim rim sprint um, wing yeah. sprint we're we're just trying to pass ahead it's just that initial push yeah. um trying to make a play play right away so that's 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 what it is I like it no
2: I needed to know I needed that terminology blatantly obvious for my my mind uh now has the cardiovascular so i i had coaches we were i mean cardiovascular strength was like our baseline foundation in basketball like we had to run a mile and beat it every day before practice and stuff like that and then on top of that you run in practice and then do your line drills afterwards like with the with the tempo focus have you guys changed cardiovascular work in practice or is it mostly remained the same
4: not really. Um, you know we 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 are just paying extra more attention on how we're doing practice. Just how many gotcha? Um, yeah, we're we're just we're just we're just pay, paying special attention to it now, uh, a little bit more. Um, you know we we were with like Alex and guys that played multiple minutes, you know tons of minutes in the last couple of years. um, but this year we're just really tracking on what they're what they're doing. everybody. Um, a little bit more, um, because we, this year we probably need to play close to, you know, eight, nine ten guys compared to you know, the last couple of years. Maybe we could have had to shrunk the rotation a little bit, but this year for sure with how fast we're going to play. And like you said, the thrust that we're going to have offensively and defensively, we're going to try to get into the ball a little bit more that we're probably going to end up playing a little bit more, uh, you know, 10 man rotation, maybe, you know, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, one last question because I, I I'm selfish and you know, you mentioned tinkering and talking about personnel. Um with the tempo style and just kind of this uh this this mindset and this vision that you guys have offensively, and I love the D by the way. Holy cow, like the defense is awesome. I love the length you guys have recruited. I've been extremely impressed with the defensive and even offensive rebounding at Tiki. Holy cow, uh, that tiki, was awesome. Man. Just just yeah. raw and he's how, just how much it, better has he gotten, Ben? Oh my oh, gosh, cow. he's just he's, he's like gotten. a and he's still, like, a little tiny baby with, like, a very baby basketball IQ code. Like, I mean, goodness gracious. Like, he's so just new. And so, like, you see it and you're like, wow, okay. Um, that being said, um, with, like, the tempo style, I begin to think, okay, like, you know, I, I start to think, can Rudy, you know, can Rudy play the two? Can Noah play the five? Yep. Can You know what I mean? Like, yep. and, 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 like, oh, yeah. And I, you know what I mean? Like, I start to think those things and I want to get your thoughts on it.
4: Oh, yeah. No, we have we have a lot of thoughts on, on what we want to do, right? And Noah's definitely going to be playing some five at times this year. Rudy, definitely the two at times this year. Jackson Robinson could be playing the two this year.
2: Yeah, You know, we're, we
4: got we got a lot of different thoughts on where these guys can play because, um, you know, one through four, those guys can, you know, play any of those spots. And then, you know, yeah, we're, we're excited. We, we have a lot of different things that we're thinking about. We're just... Like I said, we're still getting to know a lot of these guys. It's, it, <laughs> you know, we didn't, we didn't get a lot of these guys for most of the summer, yep. and uh, it just takes a little time.
2: Yep. No, I appreciate your time today, Cody. I like this team. I'll be honest; I've been pleasantly surprised. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic. Can't wait to see what you guys do versus Nichols. Another good challenge. And some really formidable foes going forward into the Bahamas. Uh, and uh, Appreciate your time once again. Good luck uh, tomorrow. We'll be watching, and then um, you know, if I if I have enough money, I may I may save up real quick, or I may you know set aside some money. I may see in the Bahamas. Whew.
4: <laughs> All right, I like it. All right, man. Let's All do right,
2: it. thanks, Cody. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you guys. There you go, Cody figure ladies and gentlemen. Any thoughts? Any commentary? Jake Brandon. Man,
3: I'm excited. I want to see Jackson play the two—a six-nine-two guard who can Man. shoot and
2: run and dunk and yeah. play transition ball. That's exciting to me. It's like—well, yeah, he's got good handles. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's—it's it's not like he—I mean, he's got the skill set. He's becoming more comfortable here too, and this is the first time he's had the amount of minutes he's seen. He saw some time uh, in his last two destinations, last two locations, but. Yeah, there's a lot to take in. And there's, as Cody mentioned, look, you're getting wins early, which is huge. Right, um, while you're learning. While you're learning, and that's important. Um, and, and he's getting to know his squad right now, and Mark's getting to know his squad. And so they got a lot of ideas as far as tinkering with personnel. And, and I just ask Cougar Nation, let's be patient. Let's enjoy the process. It's hard to do it because we want to see results. We want to see progress. We want to see wins. We want to see these things. But this is one of those years, guys, where um, – you know, don't have like these these expectations and just enjoy the process. It's hard to do. Yeah. Um, and as I mentioned before, I never doubt the work ethic of this BYU men's basketball program, and nor should you. And so, effort needs to be there and, and investment, and and you guys need to support that. So I always realize uh, that the effort's going to be there from the staff and from I think the players. Um, and let's enjoy the process as they figure it out.
3: You know, they asked Noah Waterman in the post game after he went five for six from three, but started five for five from three, and they asked him about, you know, how the preparation so I just do what coach says, and I try to get extra shots up. Get shots up, yeah, dude. Get and-
2: shots up. Like, you know, if anything, fall in line with... You know who's a gym rat? Um, Mark Pope and Cody Feger. The, they're gym rats. Yeah. Those guys are gym rats. Like, as players they were... As coaches, they are. Yeah. They're just grinders. They work. And so just fall in line with that culture. And
3: don't you feel like a lot of your identity as a team and even oh, as an individual yeah. fall in line with your coach? You I mean, want you it play to. No, it, doesn't, it doesn't
2: always. Right. Some guys kind of kick against the pricks and don't put in the work. But, you know, they should fall in line with that. That You should take on the personality there.
3: And we say get some extra shots up. And maybe you're thinking, oh, you know, like a dozen, two dozen shots up after practice. No, like when I'm talking with these guys on nil stuff things we're talking hundreds of shots a day like lots and lots of shots a day like these guys put in work and uh yeah i don't i don't ever knock them on their effort or their commitment there's a lot there's a lot of commitment in that program and hard work
2: gotcha uh appreciate uh you jake appreciate cody that was great uh great interview excited for Nichols. we're gonna go to break uh coming up next we got a cougar insider report bryce cougar insider report cougar insider report coming up next this is cougar sports espn 960 18 plus.